Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver. And I'm Specialist Anna Grace Cato. And today we have a very, well, what I think is a very exciting topic for those out there who are listening or watching. Um, I'm going to have our guest go ahead and introduce herself and then we're just going to get right into the topic. Hi, I'm Sergeant First Class Karen Lucas and I am the Enlisted Promotions Manager. Awesome. So, Enlisted Promotions Manager. We are here to talk about enlistments. I know that is a hot topic. I think we might have talked about, like, you weren't here. I think a long, long time ago when we first started the podcast, we had someone come on. But I know there's probably changes and there's new soldiers who really don't know the process and stuff like that. So if you kind of just want to dive right in and then we can just ask questions based off of what, you, uh, what you're talking about and we can just go from there. Okay. So enlisted promotions... It all kind of starts very, it's cyclical, right? It all, mm-hmm. it all starts with a schedule that's published that gives suspense dates and, you know, you got to meet time and service, time and grade and to be eligible for promotion. Um, but once you get to E4, so E1 all the way to E4 is automa- automatic. Mm-hmm. It's called decentralized. It's automatic at time and grade, time and service. As long as you're not flagged, you'll automatically be promoted. Now, promotion from E4 and above you have to go on a list, which requires board process and a uh, promotion packet. And um, to start all that, we, we publish a schedule to let you know, like, hey, this is when you need to complete your DLC. Make sure you have your NCOERs completed. Um, you know, make sure your records are squared away. And um, once we hit those, those suspense dates, um, actual boards happen. Your packet is looked at. The soldier's packet's looked at. And the board members make determinations, um, like give ratings based off of baselines that we have. Um, these baselines are published um, in our AGPAM, which is a, it's a state document. It's our policy and procedures. We have information that's in there is based off regulatory guidance, PPOMs, and just like state policy and, and how we process stuff. So the baseline's in there to know what the members on the board are looking at or should be looking at. Um, so soldiers can pretty much be prepared for what the board's going to be looking at and how maybe they should rate them based off what their last eval was. Um, so once the boards are completed, we put them all, put, merge them all together, sort them out by OML, and then that's when the list is published. Um, most of the time, I'll get questions after the list is published, wanting to know, you know, why, why did I end up where I ended up? Mm-hmm. What can I do to be better? Or, you know, so-and-so did, you know, they're number one and they're not whatever, whatever. Um, I always tell them that, you know, you, you got to review your records. Mm-hmm. One of the documents when we're getting ready to do boards is uh, 4,100. And on there, you know, you initial, you sign, a lot of times when we initial and sign, we don't really read what we're initialing and signing. So that's kind of a catch, too, is you got to read it. And in there it says, like, hey, I'm reviewing my perms. I'm looked my, um, some of the main documents are your eval. You know, a lot of times HQDA gets overloaded. And, and you know, yes, your, your eval was sent to HQDA. That's great. But if it doesn't make it in your perms, it's not going to make it in your board file. So... Keep tracking those evals to get them completed and get them put, pushed all the way to your perms is, is very, very critical. Um, another one is your record brief. I don't know. Your record brief is a snapshot of your career. 
got assignments, awards, schools you've completed. Um, has a lot of information on one sheet of paper. Having that, a current record brief that's been reviewed um, not only by the soldier but by a full-time admin person and put in their, in their perms is also really, really important. And um, the, kind of the last thing is, you know, if, if your f- something in your perms does not explain your career or is missing, you know it's missing, you know, soldiers only have so much control over what goes in their perms, they can do a letter to the president of the board. So they can write a letter directly to the president of the board addressing what's missing or, you know, maybe if there's something in their perms they don't think should be in there, they can address it. Uh, and then all the board members will read, it goes in their board file, and they'll read this, the, this memo and take that into consideration when they're looking at the, the baseline and uh, granting points. So um, the biggest thing that I would say for enlisted soldiers moving forward, you know, as you know, this year we've already wrapped up all of the boards, the last, um, the last list went live or goes live on 1 July, and that's the E4 to E5, but it's already published. Um, we're just waiting. We have, there's 15 days of admin review after it publishes before it goes live. But So that list is already done. So where, where everyone's at is kind of where you're at. Um, I, really all you can, the soldiers can do now is look forward into the future. Get evals knocked out. Make sure they're, you know, they're as well written as, as you can. Make sure the comments, the bullet comments match the the rating, and um, make sure your you know your perm files squared away, so that next board season, you have the best packet that you can possibly have for yourself, and you can be truly evaluated on your accomplishments. Okay, that is a lot of information. A lot. No, but no, no, no. It's (laughs) great because like as you started talking, I was all these questions just popped into my head. The first thing I want to address before we move any further, because the military is so um, well known for their acronyms, can you kind of explain? It's a PPOM. So uh, a PPOM is comes from um, sometimes Big Army, sometimes NGB, and it it. um, So like right now, we have temporary promotions. Right. I, I feel like everyone knows about temporary promotions. It's not in the regulation, but it's a PPOM that it's NGB sends down like, a, hey, either the state can do this or it's PPOMs for the state has to do this. And this, the temporary promotion PPOM, which is 23-003 alpha, that one tells, like says, hey, if commanders are authorized to grant temporary promotion for soldiers who have not completed their NCO, yes. Um, which right now in the regulation, we're under steps. So select, train, promote. So a soldier can be selected for promotion if they've not completed their NCOES for the next higher grade, but they can't be promoted. This temporary PPOM allows commanders to temporarily promote their soldiers until they get complete their NCOES. There is a time frame, there are stipulations, and it's not a requirement. But um, PPOMs can be found on online the um i think it's s1 net if you google just ppoms it'll bring you up it's either mill connect or s1 net that'll bring up there and they it has published all of the ones for this current fy and any previous fy um, hmm. great great resource for admin as a whole but yeah well, i did i've never heard of it because i mean i've been in for over 12 years now and 
I think when I enlisted, you could get promoted before you went to school. Then they right. changed it to where you had to go to school. Now they're going back. So like, the, I don't think it was ever explained that it's a temporary thing. Like yeah. I think, cause I mean, I was in the situation, I'm technically in that situation and I had to sign a counseling and I was like, I don't even understand what this is for. And so when I was asking the commander, he's like, you know, I appreciate you actually sitting here and reading it exactly. because everybody yes. just signed it. And I'm like, but I don't know what this means. What like it if it's, if I'm looking at a thing that says, if you get flagged, you're going to get demoted. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what, what did I do? I, what, I'm so yeah. confused. So I didn't realize it was a temporary promotion because I haven't gone to school yet. Um, I think people just assume that it just went back to the way it was and that there's no real stipulations to it other than you need to finish school in a certain amount of time. But no, if if you don't meet the other requirements, like you can be affected as well. Right. So that's right. why I wanted to bring that up um, first before we kind of moved on. But um, when it comes to the list, it's specific based off of rank. So like you were saying, E4 to E5, E5 to E6. And then it's also based off of MOS as well. Right. So it's not just your unit. It's mm-hmm all the units or all the people who are doing the same job that you're doing that you're competing against. And I think a lot of the soldiers don't realize that, um, well, they compare themselves to everybody. Like you said, when the list comes out, they're like, why is this person above me? Like this and that, because they see, maybe they see their worth ethic or, um, maybe they know that they did something they weren't supposed to do or they've been flagged or whatever, but it's not, like the requirements to get promoted aren't always those external things that you're seeing. It's these behind the scenes things. Like you don't know if they had college, you don't know if they've done all these other things that have boosted their points, time and service, all that kind of stuff. Um, So can you kind of go, you don't have to go into super detail, but can you kind of explain maybe how that process works and like um, things that could help you earn more points or, um, I know you said in the packet there's specific things they're looking for. Like, what specifically are they looking for that gives you those points to be able to get higher on the list? So, promotion to E5 and E6, um, you get admin points. That's like a baseline is you get admin points. And those admin points are based off of awards you've received, your PT test score, your weapons qual, um, your civilian education, your military education, any correspondence courses you've done, you get points for that. So that is completely under the control of the soldier, right? If you get, if you get a higher PT score, that's going to give you more points. They, every every category maxes out, so you can't, you know, I have a whole bunch of awards, but I'm really really bad at PT, but having a whole bunch of awards, I've got, you know, 500 points. It doesn't work that way. They all max out at a certain uh, amount, um, but. The other side of it is the, the leadership aspect, which is evaluated based off your evals. So when you're doing a paper packet, um, the admin points for promotion to E5 to e- and E6, that's automatic, that's figured based off what you have and what you've done. It's pretty much baseline, but it's the leadership part that um, can get a little bit sticky. Uh, your, evals, your evals can say a lot about what you've done. Um, having a raider that's good at writing evals compared to a raider that's not so good at writing evals could affect you too. Um, but it's not it's not necessarily just the the ranking that you receive, you know, like meet standard or exceed standard, but it's also the the, the comments itself. If it's a well written eval, it could even it, it, it could, it's just gonna it's gonna boost your points because the soldier that the members on the board aren't necessarily. They shouldn't be 
rating you based off of, oh, I know this guy mm-hmm. and he's really good or she's really good at so-and-so and they're super high speed and yeah, I think they deserve this. That's not how, that's not how this is. We do, we, we, we try to do our best and I think we do a pretty good job of putting board members on that are very unbiased. Um, it's, we make sure that we've got a variety of MOSs and we've got a variety of different uh, units and different different levels, different echelons. So you may have a brigade soldier, you may have a battalion soldier, and you may have a unit soldier on this um, on the as a board member. Um, but they're looking at it based off your your NCOER. So if you have one that you exceed standards all the way down the line, and you're comparing yourself to, or maybe you're a met standard all the way down the line, which is not bad eval because that's the goal is to meet the standard, right? But you're being compared to someone who has exceeds the standard. They're going to get a better score than you are just based off their eval and their rating. So with those evals and the and the boards, the verbiage kind of matters more, not more than, but the verbiage matters a lot. Like what your, your writer writes down? I think it's both. You know, if you have... Um, you could be exceed standard on as far as, you know, the, the blocks that are checked. But if your comments are very basic mm-hmm. and they're not exceed the standard and they're like, you barely, you basically did your job, the, the soldier or the, the person, member of the board that's reviewing it is going to, they're looking at the comments and they're looking at the, the block that's checked. So if the comments are substandard, they're met standard type bullet comments then that exceed standard part is a, a personal opinion that doesn't it doesn't match so right. the board members um most of them are very seasoned so they they know to look at both and they're going to read the comments um they're not going to just go off of what block was checked they're going to make sure that those are quantitative that right they, that they match mm-hmm. so after um the selection process so let's say for this year because everything's done this year um and the list gets published do your points start over or how like how does that part work so the lists that are live right now will be live for the entire fy until we get into our next cycle which will start about february which is when we'll start doing the the boards over again Um, where you are at on your oml will stay or that that list will be live until the new list publishes um, when you're new, um, when we're beginning a new cycle, if you're getting you know promoted to E5 or promoted to E6, your admin points it's not going to be the not necessarily it's going to be the same as it was as it was last year because maybe you got uh, an RCOM or you finished your civilian education or you know that's that's going to up your admin points and then you should have at least one eval during that duration. So that eval, you know, you can make, you can better yourself by going above and beyond in your job or helping your rater write your eval by giving them um, your support form, whether you do it in EES, which is how you're technically supposed to do it, or if you do a Word document and give it to your, your rater and let them know like, hey, these are the accomplishments that I did over the FY and, you know, put this on my eval. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that before you asked the question was it's important. So I think when people enlist, they kind of just go with the flow of things and no one really 
tells them like what the next step is or um, things that they should work towards and all that kind of thing. Unless they have like a really good team leader, squad leader, platoon sergeant. Like, I mean, when I first enlisted, I didn't think of any of this because no one talked to me about it. Nobody was right. like, hey, if you want to get to this goal, like you need to do these things. It was kind of like I showed up to drill, went home. That was it. Got a paycheck. Um, now being on the full time side, I mean, I've done ADOS orders. I've deployed. Now I'm a technician. Like I've seen all the different sides and I've learned so much. Like it's insane. And it's it frustrates me. And I know um, other people because. There's so many soldiers that come in all the time and nobody teaches them these things. And then whenever, like you said, the um, lists come out and people are upset because Joe Smo is above them and they don't think that they're as good or whatever the case may be. Um, but they don't have that understanding of like the um, things that can help boost your points, like things that you should be doing throughout the year for your eval. And um, until I had my first eval as a sergeant, I never thought that it was important to keep track of that stuff. Right. It is because right. once you get to that, once you're sitting down writing that email, it's like, wait, what did I do this year? Right. You're not going to remember. And so like, if you're constantly keeping track of, okay, I went above and beyond and did this, or I was promoted to a team leader as whatever, like, and you're keeping track of those things. It makes it so much easier when you go to write your eval because I've witnessed people sitting there like pulling teeth, trying to find bullet points. And it's like, it's right. it's what frustrating yeah. yeah exactly and it, and not only that but I don't think a lot of people realize that um doing more than just showing up is important and right. um being role models for those newer soldiers that are coming up behind you like that stuff helps and if you're passing on the knowledge to them then they're going to pass the knowledge on right. so I think that's very important to be known that, hey, like it, you need to keep track of your stuff. Like your platoon sergeant, your commander, your first sergeant, they're not going to keep track of any of that. Like right. it's your responsibility to do that. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea that like <laughs> even the boards were a thing until the, uh, a couple of drills ago. And they're like, oh, hey, oh, we saw your packet, whatever. And you got a lot of points or something. I said, wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> But it's also important for newer enlisted soldiers to ask questions because mm -hmm. I did. I was like, right. walk me through that. How does that work? Like, what goes on? Right. Yeah, I agree. What I do is, and for me, it didn't dawn on me how important career progression was for myself. You know, I, like most enlisted, I expected that my command was going to decide, mm -hmm. you know, when I was going to take the next pay grade or, or duty position or whichever. Um, it wasn't until I was about an E5 until I realized, like, man, you know, if I want to get E6, I, I need to worry about me and I need to make sure that my, my stuff is squared away and my paperwork is good. And, um, I started keeping, um, you know, you, you see people carrying those green binders <laughs> or, you know, those little green mm -hmm. books, everyone always has it. And yes, it's to take notes, but it's also, it, it's, you can go back into it and be like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, I did this, you know, SRP or I did this, I, you know, this extra duty, that I did or extra tasks that I was given and here's how I performed it. It's just a way to, for you to keep track of what you're doing. But then also as a supervisor or a raider, it would be good to you kind of have that for your soldier. So, you know, you don't, you don't need them to tell you what they did because that's your soldier. You should know. Um, but it's good for them to give you feedback on what they did. And then you give them like, you know, yes, you did all these great things, but did you know, you know, you remember you also did this, mm -hmm. they might've forgotten it or whatnot. So keeping a binder or a green book, not just on yourself, 
but also on your subordinates, I think is important. Yeah, it's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, I have mine right here taking notes there for the go. podcast. <laughs> I have a cover on mine, but yeah, I swear it's a green it's book. Green book. <laughs> um, so with that, I know one thing, too, that's been kind of difficult for M-Day soldiers is accessing um, different, like their iPerms and all that stuff, because a lot of it has to be done on a government computer and all that. And there's all these forms that when you do your records review, they're like you look at it and it looks like another language because it's num or it's uh yeah numbers and slashes and like all this stuff and and nobody ever sits down like I still don't understand it and I've asked multiple times like can somebody please explain this to me like the retirement points and all that right. um because it's confusing like if you're not admin you don't know how to do that unless someone tells you and so um with the points and everything like you were saying is like how can soldiers uh, view those kind of things before it gets to the point where it's it, it's at the board level and they really don't have any like they can't add anything into it like how can they keep track of that so they kind of know where they're at so that they're not surprised whenever the boards get done and they're like well why did I only get this many points right. kind of thing so um, Ipsay has kind of helped us get there um, right now in release three um, soldiers can go into self-service and they can review their promotion points worksheet. And that's going to automatically populate data that's in IPSAE and DTMS. So in these other systems, it's going to populate what the points would be based off of the score that you have or, or how much awards you have in there. Um, so that's one way to do it. And IPSAE, you should, my understanding, I haven't tried it myself. So, you know, I can't say absolutely. You should be able to get it on your, get on your phone and look at yourself because it's not um, it's not PII, um, but get on your phone, go under self service, and you can look at your promotion point worksheet that way. But also, um, if you're reviewing your record brief, which you could Google review my record brief, hmm. and it will pop up a link for you to go into. You do have to have a CAT card. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean a government computer. It is easier on a government mm -hmm. computer, but um, having a CAT card to get into the system. But reviewing your records brief and seeing what awards are showing up on there, because whatever shows on your records brief is what is in the system. Um, if you're trying to figure out, like, how many points you get for what, that's all in the regulation, AR 600-8-19. Those points are uh, baseline, they're regulatory requirements. It's not something that's sneaky hidden over here it's all published um requirements is there anything else that you would like to add i mean we have talked about a lot um i feel a little bit better now kind of understanding things and i i hope everyone listening or watching has learned something but is there anything else that maybe we haven't talked about or um advice you want to leave us with or just anything in general so you kind of hit on it um, a lot of times you're doing records reviews or you're given a piece of paper to sign and being in the military, we're used to just sign in and trust in that person that's given it to us. Um, I would encourage you not to do that. Ask questions. If it doesn't, if you don't understand what it is you're signing or what it is you're reading, ask questions and um, make your, you know, use, get initiative and make yourself uh, knowledgeable on, on whatever that form is because that form could be, you know, it could hurt you. It could help you. Um, maybe the data on it is wrong and you not understanding what you're signing. You're basically, you know, you could be signing wrong data. So mm -hmm. ask questions. Don't just blindly sign stuff. Um, make sure you know what you're 
putting your John Hancock on. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's the best thing to kind of end this on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming in. Um, I would like to uh, leave with the audience that if there's anything that maybe we haven't talked about or questions people have, send us a message on um, social media or leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube because we can always do another um, series to this to kind of build off of these questions that we've already gone over. So um, if anybody who, who is watching or listening, reach out to us some way, shape, or form and let us know if there's anything else that you want us to touch on. And um, we could definitely answer those questions in the future. Um, but if you guys like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode.